The Maple Leafs keep the winning streak alive with a big-time win over the Golden Knights, and it was some unlikely heroes coming up big in the victory. We'll break it all down on today's edition of the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leafs Center podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morissuti. It's Friday, and uh, it's Victory Friday. It's six in a row, Dave. Toronto Maple Leafs keep it chugging. Morgan Riley back into the lineup, and it did not disrupt things. They kept it going. A big-time victory over the defending cup champion. 7-3 was the final over the Vegas Golden Knights. A uh, a big time game, big time game from really the whole lineup one through four pairs one through three, and even Marty Jones got the victory. I think that's the big one. There is that everyone contributed. This wasn't a core four came out and and did it. This wasn't Austin Matthews carrying the team on his back. This was the whole team doing it on the second half of a back to back. Nonetheless, yeah. like this, you know, usually they've had some issues with those second half sometimes just the effort in terms of and things like that. But first period alone, like they had over 20 shots on goal in the first period. Like they were like in Vegas came out strong. They weathered the storm. And after every goal, you're just like, is this team? Like, is this the, is this the Leafs? Like, what are we watching here? (laughs) I know it was wild. It was, it was coming Really quick, too. Like, I, it, to be honest with you, I, I actually had missed the first like five or so minutes of the game. So I missed the McCabe goal. So I was like, oh, no. And by the time I got back home, I put it back on. And uh, next thing I knew it, boom, it was two nothing, then three nothing, then really quickly four nothing. I'm like, holy, what the hell is going on right now? The route was on from there. Um, they it did make it interesting. They did make it interesting as they typically do. You know, the Leafs gave up a couple of early ones in the third period. Sheldon Keefe had to call his timeout. It's kind of back-to-back games where he's had to do that to settle the team. I did like what Keefe had to say about that situation after the game, though. I'm not sure if you uh, had a chance to listen to it post-game, but he had uh, he was talking about how. It's actually good that stuff like that is happening uh, in games like this against opponents like that because to have momentum and then to give it away like that but then to be able to battle back and throw at that you know that that punch back once you get popped in the mouth that counter punch um he said is is something that they need to learn how to do a little bit right like it's tough sometimes to get yourself in that situation with uh, against playoff teams you know when you're when things are going well and then not so well and then you really quickly can turn things back on a dime and take control of the game again especially on the second half of a back-to-back against the defending cup champions uh he said he was he's really pleased by the efforts of of the whole team um in that third period the way that he you know they they took the game back after you know about six or seven minutes of sloppiness to start that third period which was really good to see um but the depth really stepped up big time like you talked about the first period and and how well they played for nothing without a single point from matthews and marner 
Like it was everybody else who stepped up around him, which was really great to see. Yeah, it was really great to see. And you're starting, and I think now more so than ever, the changes that Sheldon Keith made to the lineup are starting to really bear fruit and people are starting to take notice yeah, a lot absolutely. more. Absolutely. Right. We, we, I, I, throughout all this, you know, the blue line's been getting a lot of credit for sticking, uh, you know, sticking up uh, with Morgan Riley out. We talked about Austin Matthews going on this ridiculous score, you know, streak right now, but Sheldon Keith, I don't think has really started to get the attention for what's happened with this team until now, because now you're starting to see, you know, moving Tavares down the lineup has really benefited him and the team, right? You know, Ryan Reeves has actually looked playable after we wanted nothing to do with them, right? It's so like it's the little things like that that are really coming together. And this is what we were kind of talking about the last few months is it's got to be a full team effort if this team wants yeah. to go anywhere because the core four is going to be a target of every any team they go up against in the playoffs. You need the yeah. other guys to step up. And this game right here, I think, should show the rest of the league. There's more to this team than just the core four right now. 100%. You get two goals from Max Domi. You get a goal from Pontus Holmberg. You get a goal from the blue line with Jake McCabe. David Camp scores. And John Tavares, back-to-back games with a goal at five-on-five five after only one in his previous, like, 30-something games. Uh, it's, it's wild. It's really, really wild, um, you know, how well – uh, the team played up and down the lineup. And you mentioned Sheldon Keefe and the decisions that he's making with the lineup. I thought one decision that that he made last night was deciding not to break up uh, the D pairs, basically, and didn't, like, force Riley back into, uh, you know, a, a top role or force him back onto a top pair and, you know, break up a good thing. He, you know, he looked at the pairs. He said, I like what's going on with Lilligren and, uh, and Brody right now with Brody playing on the left. I like what I got going on with Benoit and, and McCabe. Let's not mess with a good thing. Riley you're going back in, you're going to play, you know, a big role. How many, how many minutes did Riley play last night? I'm just gonna he played about eight. 18 and a half minutes. I think that's where I saw so 18, it. 18 and a half minutes. And, and it was a good 18 and a half minutes. He was actually really solid in that time. Um, but again, it was just a, a, a situation where, you know, Sheldon Keefe was like, I'm not going to mess with a good thing. Riley, you'll get your minutes. Don't worry, but you're going to skate, you know, with William Legison. Like that's going to be your partner for most of the night. And, uh, it, it was the right decision. It was a good coaching decision, lineup decision. So Sheldon Keefe did a lot of really good things, uh, over the course of the six game winning streak that they're on deciding not to. Uh, you know, kind of shoehole, um, you know, Riley back into uh, the position that he was in before the suspension, I thought is another like good decision that he had made. Um, all right, let's take a break. Let's come back. Let's get into uh, our three stars of the game. And then uh, Leafs back in action tomorrow. We have the Colorado Avalanche. They get right back at it against another top-tier team. That's back-to-back uh, games against former Cup champions the last two years. So it's a good stretch, good litmus test, as they say, uh, for the Buds. So we'll talk about that um, on the other side. We'll get to our three stars of the game. Uh, you're listening to the Lockdown Leafs podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, <clears throat> the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching hiring platform with over 350 global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualification and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti. We are hosts here at Locked On Leafs, a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast. You can find the show wherever you find your podcast at, whichever app or provider you use, and also up on YouTube for the daily show, uh, for the daily version, video version of the show. Um just search up Locked On Leafs, hit subscribe, and uh, yeah, we got new content coming out each weekday, Monday through Friday. Um, big win last night for the Maple Leafs, 7-3 over the defending cup champion uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Let's go through our three stars of the game like we do after every victory. Let's start with your third star, Mr. David Morissuti. I'm going to go with John Tavares. I thought I, I think his, him with Pontus, uh, sorry, Pontus, him with Bobby McMahon and Nick Robertson, like that's such a great trio because he doesn't have to do the grunt work of retrieving the puck. Like Bobby McMahon, you saw in that goal that he scored, that was Bob McMahon doing a lot of work to get him the puck. But you got to give him kudos. The guy couldn't couldn't find a five on five goal. So what's the solution? Put him with the two younger. There's a little Bobby McMahon's twenty seven, but thing with you add robertson that kind of averages out a little bit better but i've liked that line it's a good it's a good line especially on with road matchups where the top six might get a little more of the tougher defensive assignments those guys can be a lot more productive and john tavares is is doing that right now yeah uh i i completely agree i think that that line um they've obviously had a lot of success over the course of the last couple of games here and um John Tavares, you know, this is very clearly like a demotion. I mean, you're $11 million and you're playing on the third line. Um, It it kind of is what it is, right? Like he's used to playing upwards of 19, 20 minutes a night. Now he's playing, what, 14, 38 last night. So he's not used to uh, this, obviously. But I think this is probably best for the team, honestly. And you know, that's now back-to-back games where he's got a goal at five-on-five. You got to be happy with what that line has been able to give you. I'll be curious to see how long they go with this experiment. Is this a long-term view for Sheldon Keefe, or does he view this as a, well, it's working right now, so let's roll with it, you know, just trying to give it a a little bit of a segment. I will be curious uh, because, you know, I I thought, you know, Max Domi, who I'll talk about in a sec, he's on this list – has played well at 2C, and how long is that going to happen? And then if he slips, does then that prompt to, all right, now let's see if John, now that he's going again, now that he's scoring again, 
can we put it back up in an elevated role? I'll be curious to see how that kind of works out going forward. Um, I gave mine to, to Mitch Marner. The Marner still had a pretty good game. I mean, despite being held off the score sheet in the first period, still ended up with two assists on the night, uh, one on Domi's goal, and then uh, had another on, on Austin's goal. Um, I just look at his game, and, you know, he's still just so good on, on both ends of the ice. That's now six straight games, Dave, with two or more points. Six straight with two or more points. It's it's wild. Like it's it's actually insane what this guy's doing right now. I think that's seven, uh, 18 points in six games. Like it's just stu- stupid stuff. Absolutely. Or sorry, fourteen points in uh, in six games. Little tidbit here from uh, Sportsnet stats on Mitch Marner: his multiple assists in six straight games. The only longer streak of two plus assists in NHL history is eight games by one Wayne Gretzky. There you go. So we'll see what he can do in, in Colorado. Sometimes those are pretty high-scoring games. No, they can't be whenever they uh, they collide with the Avalanche. So we'll see if he can keep it going against the Abs. I mentioned Max Domi, and that's the guy who was my second star. Um, I thought Domi had a, a terrific game, maybe his best game as a Maple Leaf, had a couple of goals. Um, he had a funny quote after the game about his – first goal yeah the first goal was like yeah my it, it was like my controller malfunctioned for a second i got the puck and it's like didn't shoot it for a little and then he finally did had to get the rebound and scored on the second opportunity but ends the night with two goals scored another on the breakaway and uh you know sheldon keith spoke about him after the game too and said he's been equally as impressed with what he's been able to do of late uh, on the defensive side of the puck, just being able to be aggressive and close on guys when, you know, the puck is in their own end. And you know, that's kind of been a bit of a knock on Domi for a while is, uh, you know, he, he, yes, he's offensively gifted and talented, but can't play in his own end very, very well. And uh, that hasn't necessarily been the case over the course of the last couple of games here. And I think he knows that if he wants to keep in this elevated role, he's going to have to, play both sides of the ice and i think that's a, another trio that's just kind of clicking right now domi bertuzzi and and nylander it's it's been a couple of games here where they just seem to be just overwhelming teams in the offensive end like they're just moving the puck around shooting pucks on net um with great consistency getting a lot of good chances so max domi for me was was probably the second star yeah i actually had him as my first star i i go. just i like the feistiness the speed that he has like that's that, that sec, second goal he scored that's all speed right there oh, yeah. um he showed he's showing that you know what maybe he's a little better than what we've seen in terms of his goal scoring ability he's starting and, and again slow start but it's not it, when you pour it on in the right time that's all that matters for the guy like that so you know i think he's looked really comfortable as that second line center right now and yeah we'll see how long it can last for i think you know he's a guy that's proven that he can't produce at the NHL level. It's just, does the other part of the game kind of come together? And I like that him Bertuzzi, that's kind of like the get under your skin duel right there together. Right there, you know, and, and Willie is kind of getting a little more feisty. Yeah. Playing with yeah. Him, I feel, it feels like there, I think he realizes that with them there, he can, he can be a little more chippy and he can, you know, he has a couple of guys that have his back. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed what Max Domi has done. Um, you know, I think a lot in the attitude that he brings too. I think they asked him last night about Matthews and you no, know, should he get some selkie 
look, nods, and he's like, "We don't care about that. We only got one goal in mind." Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I I think they asked him that because Jake McCabe came out and he said did. that he should be getting some. He said both him and Marner should be getting a lot of a lot of Selkie love, but he was you know kind of talking about Matthews more in depth and and just saying how you know that guy. He's just, he's always a really good outlet for the defenseman. He's always in the right spot. He's always back there and just, you know, an unbelievable two way game. He's like, for as good as he is, you know, everyone talks about his goal scoring. He's like, he's been more impressed with how reliable and consistent he is in his own net, which obviously is great to hear when uh, the guy also uh, has now 52 goals, 52 goals in 55 games. Dave, uh, just unbelievable stuff. We'll see where uh, where that number gets to. I don't know, but it seems like he is almost good for a goal a night at this point. Um, so who's your uh, second? My second star is star? Pontus Holmberg. Okay, perfect. Just a couple. Uh, I'll give Nick D'Souza a little credit for these stats. One goal, one assist last night. That yeah. goal he scored, ridiculous. He was the shots were 12 to one in Toronto's favor with him on the ice. Yep. Goals were three and oh in his favor on the ice. Yep. There's a reason why that fourth line, why Ryan Reeves and David Camp look a little more playable. I think Pontus homework has played a big part of that, right? I was kind of getting on the I don't know how much longer Pontus homework is going to be able to last, especially with Callie Yarncroak, you know, poised to return. A game like that makes the decision a little bit tougher now. Well, hey, does it? I think it, yeah. it, it kind of makes it very simple for Sheldon yeah. where it's like, I don't know if I can take this guy out of the lineup. Like, no. no, I don't think so. Hey, he could provide a spark like that. Like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if that guy comes out. And now that you've got guys like uh, like Willie, like Austin, uh, killing penalties, and when Yarncroc comes back, I think it makes it easier actually for – you know, a guy like Noah Gregor to come out of the lineup. And that's kind of where you end up inserting, you know, like, like if Noah Gregor can come out for Ryan Reeves and that fourth line have the amount of success that they had tonight. uh, I I think there's your answer. Like that's the interchangeable piece, Uh, not Pontus Holmberg. Cause my first star was the fourth line in general. And the, you know, number one driver of that line tonight was your guy Pontus Holmberg. Um, unbelievable goal, like you said. Uh, you mentioned what he was doing, but as a line, that fourth line outshot their opponents ten to one. That twelve scoring chances, seven high danger chances as a line at five on five. Those are all team highs, Dave. All team highs when you consider all three of the 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 uh, or all four lines. Like that's how good of a game that team had. Yet David Camp go out there and score a goal. Nice power move to the front of the net. Uh, he had Holmberg with his really nice goal. Reeves tried to do his best for uh, David Camp by taking the puck out of the corner and taking it hard to the net. They were consistently in the offensive end the entire night. They won 89% of their shifts uh, with an 89% expected goals. And, um, you know, they, they just they won a lot of puck battles. And they kept the play, play alive in the offensive end quite often. It was just like kind of wave after wave, really good shifts, uh, which allowed, you know, Matthews line or the Nylander line or the Tavares line to come on after and sustain pressure. And when your fourth line can do that and, and keep pucks out of your own net, 
is is one thing to play well defensively in your own end is another, but to apply pressure in the offensive end for like a full minute, which is what they did a couple of times yeah. last night. I mean, that's, that's more than what you could ask for out of a fourth line. So I thought last night in particular, they were great. And I had, uh, I had a tweet about Pontus Holmberg actually uh, that I want to bring up that I want to, that I want to read here. Cause I I'm with you where he deserves like, the most accolades for the success of uh, of the fourth line last night. But what I really noticed about him and what he was doing last night was kind of his defensive play and his mm-hmm. forechecking. Uh, I, I I said this, Bob Solberg must be picking up some tips for Matthews when it comes to his twitchy stick on the forecheck in the offensive zone. That's a couple of times tonight I've seen him be disruptive with an active, active stick, which is allowed for sustained pressure by the fourth line. Um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but like the guy consistently, it seems like is just kind of checking dude sticks. Like when the opposition is passing to another player, he's just got a quick stick check or stick lift or getting a stick in there and just kind of disrupting things. And and that's exactly what you want to see. So Pontus Holmberg for sure, uh, possibly, possibly his best game. And and that's crazy to say because he's played up on a top line with Matthews and Marner, but I thought he was just absolutely dominant last night along with that entire fourth line. Yeah. It's again, we, we talked so much about how this fourth line has looked, looked brutal, right? Start of the year. We didn't want to see that fourth line out yeah. there. Yeah. And... Camp camp too. Like, like I had to give love Ryan Reeves, man. Like I, I'll give love. Like, Look, I'm 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 tough but fair when it comes to Ryan Reeves, and he had a great game last night. Not going to take it away from him. Like this fourth line should run it back in Colorado. Like they deserve it. Like David Camp might have had his best game also of the season last night for the Maple Leafs. Yeah, like David Camp has been a player I've been very concerned about because he hasn't really been winning the faceoffs. You count on him a little more offensively than what he's done. He just hasn't looked great. He's looked better since he's come back from that injury. So maybe there was something there that he was fighting through and finally got it right. But Cal Yarncroke's supposed to come back soon. I think you can don't have to rush him back. Give him a little more time. If he needs more time to heal that knuckle, give him the time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's take uh, a quick break. We'll come back and let's get into tomorrow's game. Tee it up. Leafs and Avalanche uh, in Colorado. Leafs will try and make it seven in a row. Uh, I'm Mike Stefano with Dave Morissuti. You're listening to the Lockdown Leafs Podcast, part of Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Grocery bills are so expensive these days, but now they don't have to be. Start getting cash back on your grocery bill every time with the free Ibotta app and get cash back every time you shop. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items of groceries to beauty supplies to toys so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip so you can buy that flight you've always been eyeing, that game that you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner that you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from the over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKEDONNHL when you register. Go to the App Store or Google Play 
store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use the code Locked On NHL. That's Ibotta in the Google Player App Store and use the code Locked On NHL. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. Only got uh, a couple of minutes here, Dave. We got to kind of wrap things up quickly. Um, Leafs going into Colorado tomorrow, though. Uh, they'll be looking to make it seven in a row. I don't anticipate any changes to the lineup for tomorrow, except probably Ilya Samsonov, who I would imagine would uh, would get the start. Um, outside of that, I think it should be pretty status quo for the Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow night. It should be. like the, You don't want to tinker with a winning lineup too much, and I think everything is kind of working as it is. And this is a good Colorado team that you can't try different things with. You can't make – you know. Keep things the way they are. Everything is working. Nothing is broken. Yeah, and uh, I think um, was it was it McCabe last night? I think it was McCabe. He he had a a really good line about you know uh, Mark Masters had asked him like why do you think your team has played really well during the six game stretch? And he said something to the effect of you know we're we're just playing simple. You know we're just playing kind of um, you know straight line hockey, playing very simple, and um, you know that's really what we got to do mistake free hockey and uh, playing as a team. And I thought that it was just, I don't know. He, he said a lot better than I did try to paraphrase. I, I couldn't find the quote um, verbatim, but I think that they should do the exact same thing. Like it's, it's clearly working. It is a winning recipe and uh, it's nice that, you know, we've seen everybody buy into it as well. And I think that it would be even, more of a, like a message that people will buy into if they can go out and beat the Colorado Avalanche as well. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is a big, this is a tough team. You know, not to say that Vegas wasn't, but Vegas as well as the least played Vegas did not play well. And Vegas was missing, uh, you know, a couple of key pieces, obviously with Jack Eichel and, and Mark Stone up front uh, doesn't take away from how well Toronto played, just not as, you know, big of the the beast as a defending cup champion as you would hope they would be. But mm-hmm. Colorado, that's a tough team, man. Like McKinnon's firing on all cylinders. Rantanen's firing on all cylinders. Like they've got Kale McCarr and they are going to be a handful for sure. So uh, it, it's going to be a, a big test for them going into mile high tomorrow. And uh, we'll see, you know, if they can get it done. They lost the earlier meeting against uh, against Colorado earlier this season in Toronto's a 5-3 loss. Um actually if you recall they they got off to a really good start and then it all fell apart. So hopefully that does not happen uh tomorrow and, and they can get it done and uh you know the Maple Leafs can keep it rolling because a win against Colorado would definitely uh go a, a long way to convincing Brad Trilliving hey this team's got a chance and maybe they're worth going out and making some you know, big additions with, with a big statement win uh, against the defending well, last two seasons ago's defending champs, back-to-back wins against the back-to-back defending cup champions. Well, and the thing is Colorado hasn't exactly been firing on all cylinders. I think they have like three wins this month. Now, a lot of them have been close games. Like I, I don't know if, I watched the game. They played against Detroit a little bit. And like, first off, Patty came with a beautiful goal, but mm-hmm. Nathan McKinnon had 11 shots on goal in that game. He's got like a ridiculous point streak at home. I think it's in like like 30 or so games. Yeah, every game. 
every yeah. single game he's got a he's got a, a point at home yeah it's it's wild uh um, so, yeah just looking now yeah they've they've only got three wins so far coming out of the all-star break they lost what four in a row won one lost one won a couple and then they lost uh lost to detroit but those two that they won were against vancouver who's in a losing streak and then arizona who's in a big losing streak so outside of that no big statement wins here in the month of february and I'll add one other thing to that is I going up against Nathan McKinnon. I want to see how this Leafs team can defend against a real, like this is probably the toughest player they're going to play in a really like in a long stretch here. So I want to see yeah. how they do against them. Yeah, and uh, I'll be really curious to uh, to to see what Dangle will have to say after uh, after this game. I, I texted him uh, after what last game not the the uh why am i blanking who they just play not vegas before that arizona arizona i text him after arizona when you know matthew scored 50 and, and 51 you remember the the comment he had about how matthews and Mc, mckinnon where he's like oh it's not even close like he's not even effing close to mckinnon texting him like i think uh it might be a bit of a close conversation now and he's like you don't think I've thought about that clip every single second during this goal stream? <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, just making sure. Just making sure. So, uh, yeah, McKinnon versus uh, Matthews, that, that'll be a good showdown. And uh, I, I'll be curious to see what our good friend Dangle will have to say about that one. For sure. uh, but anyways, um, yeah, we got we to gotta wrap things up here. Um, but that'll do it for us on the podcast i'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show you can subscribe to the lockdown lease podcast on all platforms follow myself on twitter at mickey underscore canuck follow myself uh follow dave at d underscore more studio follow the show as well at locked on leafs if you watched on youtube and you enjoyed it uh go ahead smash that like button leave a comment down below as the youtubers say uh would really appreciate that We'll be back with another episode for you guys on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Go Leafs go. Until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.